Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today, kind of inspired from last week's episode, we're going to talk about our European traveling tips based on, um, you know, doing some research and things that we saw and whether we agree with their tips or disagree with their tips. Yeah, you know, we've been kind of stupid. We've we've really focused on Germany, we've realized. We've done very few episodes uh, about travel tips in general for Europe, you know? Right. We've, we've been really like, had the blinders on. So, um, just open up a whole new can of the obvious can of worms that the we, worms it's been in the back closet and it's just been sitting there. And finally, it's like, Dude, oh, let's, let's, can you get worms in cans? Probably in the States when I go fishing, it was, it was in a, but it was like a foam can, if you, if you know what I mean. Like it's like a, a cup. It was a cup with a top. Oh, those cup of anyway, Anyways, like we said, this is really cool travel tips and advice from Alex and moi. So let's dive on in. Okay. And hello to everybody. Thank you for joining us once again. We are almost in the 90s, literally, because yes. this is episode 89. Can't get any closer to 90 than that, Jeff. We are uh, on the precipice of... Something, uh, you know, round number. We are, it, is a it is a precipice. I like that's a good word. You rarely, I, I whip it out when I can because when, when else can you use precipice? We're precipitating. Sure. Uh, <laughs> anyways, you know, this is the uh, Americans and German Drinking Whiskey podcast. Of course, you've come to the right place if that's what you're searching <laughs> for. Uh, we've got plenty of good information for you. But first... Some other information. Yeah, let's go crazy and actually give you some news and shout outs. Yeah. A, so new, a new feature on the podcast. It, it is very new. You're <laughs> right. Today is a big day for Germany where uh, Angela Merkel is now not, the, well, is now not the chancellor anymore. Uh, she has stepped down after 16 years and Martin Schulz from the SPD is now our new chancellor. So that's very interesting and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think we're going to have more progressive politics here in Germany. After keeping a status quo for a while. Yeah. I'm pretty excited, actually. I mean, it's bittersweet because, you know, um, the one thing about Angela Merkel is like she was always comforting. You know, She was. You always, she was mutti. Yeah, you always knew she was an intelligent woman and she was going to get things done. Didn't necessarily agree, agree with her on everything. No. But you know, who has hate for Angela Merkel? You know what I mean? Like, um, oh, A lot of people do. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, I, I just can't see why. You no, know I, mean, I, 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 I liked Meg. I didn't like her party, but I liked her. But Exactly. Um, but she, she kept the status quo a lot. And so I'm excited to see something new and progressive happen yeah. in this country, you know? Well, yeah. Well, you know, we're 16 years with the same person. I mean, you can't really expect much more than the status quo, sure. right? And, uh, and she was pretty much just like avoiding crisis after crisis after crisis or dealing with a crisis after crisis. So, Which is tough. So, yeah. Um, yeah I was happy to... I was happy to hear when they asked her, like, what are you planning on doing? And she's like, take a nap. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Good for her. Well, that's nice. So uh, props to her, Michael. Well done. Enjoy your retirement. You deserve it for sure. And we got a new chance. You know what bothers me about Schultz is that there's no T at the end of his name. Mm. I don't like that it's L-Z. I feel like there should be a T in there somewhere. Schultz. Schultz. No, it should still be Schultz. It's still Schultz, but as an American, I read Schultz. With the, like the foot things. I don't know. For some reason, that the just missing that T just kind of, I don't know, throws me off. I'll, I'll get used to it, though. But okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hope you can. Um, next, you know, just for any of you who are planning to visit the States soon, the travel requirements that the in regards to COVID have changed. Yes. Um, as of a few weeks ago, it was you um, had, to, of course, had to be vaccinated and you had to get a test and you had three days to do so. So your test could be up to 72 hours old. Yeah. But because of the new variant, they've changed the rules uh, in the past week. Uh, now all tests 
going to the States have to be no more than 24 hours old, a day old. Oh, wow. Which, you know, that's fine. You, just, you know, you can make an appointment at any Schnell test center in Germany. That's and true. And they are free again. I think you get one free one per week. So that'll, yep. that'll be that'll be your free one. So just, you know, keep that in mind if you're, you know, visiting the Big Apple or, you know, the Windy City or... Uh, what else you got? What else I got? I don't know. What City we, of Angels? City of Angels. Ooh, missed that one. But anyways, uh, I mean, there's other places to visit, you know, but just... Uh, Yes, there are other places to visit, Jeff. Uh, also here in Berlin, uh, in Germany as well, excuse me, there are new 2G rules in place, but uh, which, which I think is great. We mentioned last week, right? We, you know. we did. But uh, the, the problem is, unfortunately, is a lot of places still aren't checking to make sure you're vaccinated. Yeah, it's strange. I don't know what's behind it. Because this past weekend, it was um, I'd been busy, so I hadn't been able to check out any Christmas markets yet. And on the weekend, went to two with my girlfriend. And both did not check vaccinations. And yeah. I'm pretty sure under the rules of the 2G rules, it says Christmas markets. So I don't get how does, yeah. I don't get how they get around that. If there's if there's something that I'm missing about that, I don't know. But I, I feel like yeah, I want I want those 2G rules at the Christmas market. I would please like them. Yeah, yeah, I would like to be safe, and I, I have to go do things and also know the things that I'm doing. I am more safe than you know normal. Exactly, and once again, the two G rules. It basically means that everybody uh, entering has to be vaccinated. Just having a negative test will get you. Well, actually, apparently, it still gets you somewhere because some places don't check. So, True. Yeah, um, you need to be vaccinated or uh, recovered. Um, right. Yeah, but not tested. They don't count that anymore. But apparently, there's some places where you can slip through the cracks. So uh, there you go. I think a lot of places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but we did go to um, a bar that did maintain the proper rules and checked. Um, so nice. Good on them. And actually it was a 2G plus, 2G plus bar because uh. they, they still required uh, the mask for getting up and going to the bathroom and all that kind of stuff. So. Good. And ooh, on a, um, a white Christmas note, mm. Berlin had its, uh, I think it was Saturday? Yeah. It was Saturday night. Friday. Friday, actually. This was only on Friday. Oh, right. Yeah. So this uh, let's call it this past weekend. Yes. Uh, which to you, it'll be two, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. But week and a half. Doesn't matter. Berlin experienced its. Get to it, Jeff. Berlin experienced its first proper day of snow. Now, some people have said, "Oh, it snowed for three seconds a week ago," but no, no, no. This was the first proper real snow where you can actually say it snowed for more than a moment. And you guys and, like enjoy it and stuff. Yeah, it was exactly. nice. It was beautiful. I loved it. Uh, and, and you know, I, I've been here in many winters where it doesn't snow at all, or like maybe for like is, an hour in the winter. Sucks, yeah. And last winter we had a lot of snow, and already we're getting some already. So. That's nice. I love snow. Yeah, but what it means is it is very, it's very crisp outside. It, it is, is very cold for it, for December already. It's very cold. Chile. So I think it's going to be a long, very cold winter, Jeff. Sweet. Yes. Also, uh, fun announcement. Today is our last episode of 2021. What? Say it ain't so, Alex. It is so. Oh Jeff. no. That's a, that's uh, but a bad not song. our last episode ever. Okay. We'll be taking a two week off. Two weeks off for uh, for the holidays for Christmas. But why, uh, why wouldn't you? You know, of course, it's we got what, f- people to see, and you know, it's what people do. Yeah, uh, but we'll be back on January fifth with a brand new episode. Ooh, I want to say a special one, but I think it's a special one. It's going to be another. It, it'll episode. be it'll be an episode. It'll be special because it's the first one in twenty twenty two. Yeah, and it'll be fresh, and we'll unwrap it for you right before it comes out. Oh yeah, what are you up to? How you doing? All good? Yeah, chilling. Yeah, I had a little bit of a cold, um, which I finally got my from my. Oh God, I almost said my sister. Uh, That's. Weird. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, I got this cold from my uh, girlfriend, which sucked because I, I went a full week. Oh, okay. I'm not getting it. I'm fine. You know, because you, you get out for three or four days. And yeah. It took a full week. And then finally, 
got it. I'm like, what, what, that's annoying. But like I said, finally went to some Christmas markets, including the historical Christmas markets in Friedrichshain, which is at the RAV Gelände. Um, super. The, I, the medieval say, one, right? The yeah. medieval one. I'd say that's one of the best ones. It's pretty because, fun. Because you really kind of go back in time and it really has all the like handcrafted stuff going on. You can you can throw an axe. You can, you know, True. do a bow and arrow. They also have uh, fire dancers. Fire dancers. Pretty cool. Yeah. Like it, it's definitely one of my favorites. Went to that one. Um, and I think we went to more of a winter market at uh, Holtzmarkt. Oh, yeah. That was nice too. I like that place. Yeah. It was it was jumping. It was, it was definitely more of like a club atmosphere so it's what is Holtzmacht so it makes sense yeah but but like still if you're looking for like a Christmas market it didn't really have so much of the Christmassy feel well it's not a Christmas market there it's a winter themed Holtzmacht yeah, <laughs> whatever they want to call it yeah yeah exactly but, but for what it, it if that's what you want it's it was super cool but if you're expecting like a Christmas market it's not really your jam probably yeah yeah absolutely and yeah. What, what about you what are you even doing um you know I didn't do much in the weekend because I was in Italy for the past two weekends so I want to just, you know, relax. So relax. Friday, I went to Christmas market on Friday. I relaxed on Saturday. And then I got my uh, my third booster shot. My third booster shot. My third shot. Oh, man. You, which happens to be. You're, you're full of you're full of it. <laughs> the booster shot. Coming out of years, man. Uh, yeah. So I got some Modana injected into my veins. Uh, didn't get sick after. So that was nice. And uh, I That's feel. That's always nice. Feels good. I feel safe, like, you know, safe again, safer. So uh, I'll be happy going to see um, my girlfriend's family for Christmas and stuff. Knowing that, you know, I'm 100% as protected as I can be. Yeah, right on. Yeah, and and for me, after two years, finally going back to the states to visit my family. So, oh uh, yeah, nice. You know, for Christmas, bringing the girlfriend along. So it'll be fun. First, yeah. It's just, it's, oh, you're gonna it, love it. It's been too long. Been yeah, too long. it's been too long. So I'm um, excited about that for sure. Yeah, and also my uh, my head is healing, so I'm pretty excited about that. Oh yeah, and if again, uh, pictures on the extras page on our <laughs> website if you want to check out that bloody mess. So. Yes. Uh, what's also a bloody mess is this whiskey. Oh, is it? <laughs> no, okay. I hope not. Uh, we are, we're, we're drinking a, a German whiskey again. It's been a while having a German whiskey. I'm always excited to have German whiskey because even though we live in Germany, we drink so few of them. So. I know. It's from Lower uh, Sachsen or Lower Saxony in, in English. And it's called Hardenberg Club Straight Rye Whiskey. 95% rye to add 5% malted wheat. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, and but, yeah, but, but it's it's made in it's Germany. made in Germany, distilled, full, mat- fully German, distilled, matured, and bottled in Germany. Love it. So full on uh, Deutsch, and it's really um, you know normal bottle. I like the, I like the label. It's very I like the bottle. Clean like, green. Like you said earlier, it looks like kind of just a classic bottle of Irish whiskey, but it's not. You know, I thought it was Irish. Yeah, yeah. but the two, it's cool. The, the the top here is a uh, it's a regular cork, but it has like this little I can't know it's plastic or metal. It has like a grippy like like. On the side of like a quarter, you know, it has yeah, like those, yeah, those grooves yeah, yeah. that kind of help you grab it you know, easier. And it looks really cool. I don't know. Anyways, I'll pop it open. <laughs> there we go. That was hard. Nice. All right, watch that pour. There you go. Do That's enjoy, a normal pour. Do enjoy watching the twist every time. Then the, uh, yeah. Sweet. Oh, I can't get the cork back. Oy, hello. All right. Got it. Smells serious. Well, um, I'd say uh, to Angela Merkel, you know, have, yeah, a, have a nice retirement. Point for Angela. Yeah. There you go. Enjoy your retirement, friend. Ooh, that's nice. It's been a while since we had a mm. rye. Mm. And I don't know if you know this, Jeff is a rye guy. <laughs> Never mentioned it before. We need t-shirts. I'm a rye guy. We have t-shirts. Oh, like one say I'm a rye guy. Mm. 
Or is this uh, Jeff as Rye Guy? Remember, I wanted to write I'm a Rye Guy on the back, but then you said, eh. I don't like back logos. Stuff. Not, oh, oh, so you want a t-shirt with like, it's a just that's just the what it says on the front. Right, I'm a Rye Guy. All right, we'll figure that out. Anyways. Um, but but be, hey, good so far. Good so far. Yeah. Digging it. Let's, let's, sip this, let's sip this bad boy. We will. Uh, before we get to the episode, though, I'd like to remind everybody to please visit our website, which is agdwpodcast.com. Uh, lots of cool stuff on there. Lots of cool um, stuff on there. And also some <laughs> cool stuff. So check it out. If you're into cool stuff, which, I mean, you listen to us, so you're into like really cool stuff. Well, uh, is, is it cool stuff on the website? A lot of cool stuff on the website. Okay, okay, great. Yeah. And without further ado, let's get into our European traveling tips by Jeff and Alex. Let's do it. Yeah. I, I, actually, I think maybe 10 episodes ago, we had something about how to travel on a budget, but it was all just about yes. like saving money. Like none, exactly. None, none of this is really specifically about saving money. These are just like tips to help you have, have a better trip and maybe a few myths we dispel as well about yeah, traveling. Because like, the episode, when it came from you, when you were watching some some Rick Steves, who uh, who's, if, you don't, if no one knows Rick Steves, he's a classic dude that travels around Europe, but he's like super smart, super knowledgeable and really funny. Really funny. You know, if you, have, if you don't know Rick Steves, Ditch us and go listen to his stuff. True, he's you know? way more helpful than we are. I mean, yeah. Like, he, I mean, God, when I was like in high school before I ever traveled, um, I had his box set of DVDs of all of his shows. I'm pretty and sure like he's doing it for such a long time. He also has VHS as well. Yeah, it's 30 years. So That's he's, crazy. I mean, like, Good he, for him. He said like every year for the past 30 years, he's spent four months in Europe just updating his guidebooks uh, and, you know, filming new versions of his episode, you know, of his TV show. And what a job. What yeah. a life. I mean, great guy. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the this this first myth is one that you wrote from Rick Steves. Oh, yeah. And actually, good thing I just pumped him up because I just want people to know I respect the hell out of him. But this now is we're going to tear him down. <laughs> no, this is just one thing that I think we both just have to like wholeheartedly disagree with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the first thing we're talking about? So Rick Steves said that Europeans don't wear shorts like in the summer or any time at all. Which yeah, yeah he, he was giving weird. he was giving a dress code, you know, for people who've never been to Europe, you know, how you should dress. And, and a lot of what he said absolutely made sense. But the one thing he said is, he said, guys, leave your shorts at home. You'll look ridiculous. Europeans don't wear shorts. And, he, and he's talking about summertime. And I immediately out loud said, what? I mean, you and me, we've, we've both lived in Europe for almost a, a decade or almost a decade right. Europeans aren't crazy when it's hot they wear shorts it's, I mean I, I've, I've definitely noticed more people not wearing shorts in the summer I'm like oh man you must be hot but most people are wearing shorts it's hot of course you're wearing shorts if it's 35 outside people are wearing shorts yeah, of course I, I, they are I, I really right. don't understand why he said that I, I, really maybe, bizarre to maybe me maybe specific areas but because uh, in Berlin for sure they wear shorts but even when I travel to Greece or to Spain or wherever. It's like hot countries. They are wearing shorts. Of course they are. Like, yeah, what, 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 what do you want to swell? I don't, I really don't get it. That rationale. No. So I would say guys, uh, if, if you're a first time traveler to Europe <laughs> and someone says, don't wear shorts, wear shorts, really you, the, the wearing of the shorts is not what will give you away as a tourist because you know, there'll be other things for sure. Yeah. But the, the shorts will not give you. And, unless you're wearing like hardcore beige, uh, 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 what are they called with the with the pockets? Cargo shorts. Oh, khaki cargo shorts or something like that. Where's yeah. khaki cargos that are really big for you? Yeah, you look like a tourist. But shorts in general, trust me, that will not define you as a non-European. No, it, 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 will, it will not. I no. And, and if you're taking a trip to Europe in summer, please pack a. Actually, I'll say that. Please pack a pair of shorts. It gets hot. So I would say at least have one pair of shorts. Especially because a lot of places don't have air conditioning. So wearing shorts is like even more necessary. Yeah. So don't worry. Oh, I, I need to wear the pants in order to fit in. No, you'll, you'll be fine. 
Yeah. Just we had to get that out of the way at the very beginning. Of the I episode. mean, I, I wish that was true because I hate wearing shorts. I, I much prefer wearing pants. But like, you know, it gets hot. It's just more comfortable. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Yeah, and and it's hard. Sometimes it's harder to pull off shorts and pants for sure. But uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, just guys wear them shorts. Wear, wear them shorts. Yes. Yeah. And our, our next kind of. Um, I guess kind of myth we're trying to dispel just which will help you yeah. planning your trip better is that, you know, I mean, because you hear probably documentaries and from other uh, travel books, you know, that, you know, tr- you know, train is the form of travel in Europe and that is true. Yes. But, but what you'll maybe also hear is that trains are kind of cheap and always on time, which is not always true. No, it's not always true. And uh, I mean, a lot of times you can get a flight that's cheaper than a train. And and quicker as well, but you know you have to queue, you have to go to the airport a few hours early, whatever it might be. And I much prefer trains; it's more cozy, it's it's you know it's roomier. Uh, you know, you usually have like a food uh, cart there too. So like I, I prefer trains, but sometimes you know they can get really expensive. Even like, even within yeah. Germany, you know, if you go down to Munich, sometimes on a train, which is about what if you take like the fast train five hours, yeah, four hours, actually. four four hours, yeah. that that can cost you like. Two, three hundred euro, easy. Yeah, you really have to kind of book early and really seek out the deals. Like sometimes they randomly have times where it's like, you know, all fares twenty five percent off, whatever. Or yeah, but yeah, but but considering it, it is kind of one of the main main modes of transport for Europeans, and a lot of tourists want to use the trains, of course, because yeah, because it, it it is one of the easiest ways to get to places, and, and you get a great view of of you know the countryside and of the other yeah uh, the other villages and towns you're going through. Like the train, the train's amazing. It's 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 a whole experience when you yeah. take a train. So, but just know that they are not as cheap as you think. They can be on the more expensive side. So I'd say when you're traveling, you know, just look at all forms. You know, look like do a comparison between renting a car, train, and plane. See what's in your budget. But I'd say if you are here for a week or two, at least take one train because that's that yeah. is the best way to see just to see the beautiful scenery or else you're going to be skipping it all in the air on the plane. You know? Exactly. So, uh, and also it's better for the environment as well, taking a train. So yeah, also and, a little plus. And, and as you mentioned, the trains are also forget the cheapness, but they're also not as timely as you think they, they are. Yeah. So just keep that in mind, you know, and plan like, accordingly. It, it's funny. I think a lot of people in, who, when they think of Germany, you know, think of efficiency and always being on time. And if you ask any German about the Deutsche Bahn, which is the, the, uh, the, the main rail, company here uh everyone complains about them because they're never on time and they're always like super reliable True, they're but, not that bad but 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 when they but the thing is germans when they complain about not being on time they're complaining about like five or ten minutes late <laughs> also but, true. Like, like just know like they're not half an hour hour three hours late it's usually like between five ten minutes uh, if it is late that's usually like kind of the average i'd say right and then right. maybe randomly it's more but and yeah i've heard this too from americans as well that uh they get confused when they buy a ticket uh, and they think that the time on the ticket is the arrival time oh. and not departure time. Yeah. But the time on your ticket is the departure time. It's when you are leaving. So if your ticket says 5.55, you're leaving at 5.55, so get there. Or the train 10, is. 15, the train's at 5.55. Whether or not you're on it, is that's up to you. So get there 5, 10 minutes early or 10, 15 minutes early to be better to make sure that, you know, you're, the train's not coming at 5.55, it's leaving at 5.55. It's a great tip because... Um, the train usually, once it arrives at the platform, it's there maybe two, three minutes and it lets people, war- and then it's gone, right? So it leaves, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, for sure, be already standing at the platform five, 10 minutes before the train. So that way when it arrives, you get on, because that train, if 5.55, like you said, that's when you're seeing the taillights. So if you're arriving at the platform platform at your 5.55, you're already, it's gone. You're screwed. And yeah. don't assume, because it says like 7.43, like oh, it's probably seven forty-five. It's no, it's it's seven forty-three. That's when it's leaving. It's seven forty-three. Exactly. Yeah. Not seven forty-four. 
743. And, 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 you know, also to go with the trains as well is that um, obviously a lot, a lot of people want to come to Europe. They want to take the trains and, you know, go all around, which is sure. a fantastic maybe, maybe idea. Maybe it's like a Eurail pass where sure. you really ride the rails, you know? Exactly. You want to ride the rails. <laughs> you guys didn't see me do my, my hip ride the rails. Jeff is gang signs. Yeah. so hip. Um, but keep in mind, yeah, if you're going for, you know, a two-hour train ride, you're not just two hours. You got to remember, you know, you got to get to the train station a little bit early, maybe grab some food, whatever. Find your um, platform because some stations are enormous. Yeah, and maybe even from your hotel to the train station um, via the subway, maybe that's 25 minutes. So right. keep that into account as well, you know. And then once you once you get there, you still got to, you know, get off the train, figure out where you are, get to where you need to go. And then you're at that place. So, so just keep that in mind. I think it's a small thing. Just keep in mind, like, those two hours are probably more like three to four hours of total door-to-door travel time. So when you're planning out your trip and you want to, you know, stop somewhere quickly, just, you know, keep that in mind. Yeah, so don't plan so harshly. Be like, okay, they, they say that the train is two hours, 12 minutes, so two hours, 12 minutes plus this. Like, always add in extra time because there are going to be things that actually well, increase these, these wait times, you know. I think that's another great point, too, uh, just generally when you are traveling around Europe is um, you don't necessarily always need to go with your plan and I've done this all the time where, you know, I have a little bit of a plan, but, you know, you got to call an audible sometimes either because you have to or because you're like, because you want to, you know, you say, hey, I'm in Paris right now. I have to go to Rome in three days. But then you're in Paris. You're like, oh, I heard about this other really cool town. And you know what? I'm going to go to this place for a day and then I'll go to Rome. That's okay. Change your plans. Uh, it, do what you need to do. But it does depend because if you already have your hotels of booking in Rome, then you have to get there or else you're going to burn money. That's the pro- that's, that's that, true. That could be a problem that maybe that's why some people don't have that flexibility. I mean, I, I know back when I was backpacking, we had complete flexibility because we literally just showed up in a town, then booked our hostel. That, but, that's what I like to do too, yeah. But, but those of you coming from the States have to plan more rigidly, of course, so you might not have the flexibility to call an Audible. True. Or if you do, just know, okay, if it's, you know, okay, maybe I'll, I'll eat the 80 euro of that hotel because I do want the extra day here or whatever, you know. Right, exactly. And experiences, you know, are worth, are, are priceless, Jeff. Yes. And as you mentioned, actually, with um, what in, what entails taking a train, you know, getting from your hotel to the train station, yep. you know, going through the different platforms to find your platform, et cetera. I think quickly I'll say what we've said before is very much pack light, you know, um, yes. pack one bag if possible. Do not have two huge bags because think of what we just said, walking from your hotel to the subway, down to the stairs, subway, back up into the train station, going from the platform to platform. And then once you get on the, onto the train, you have to then lift all these bags. Like nobody's helping you with any of this. You know what I mean? So, exactly. So, so have there, a bag. There's no checked luggage when you're taking yeah. a train. I mean, yeah. I, I recommend generally is, uh, I, I always like doing this, even when I, you know, not even travel for that long, is um, not using rolly bags I know they're convenient at airports and things like that, but when you're walking around Europe, a rolly bag is one of the worst things you can have because one, they're incredibly loud. It's just drawing attention to yourself That's everywhere because you're going on you're mostly you know cobblestone, which will you know screw up your bag and, and also your shoes or whatever. Um, so I always end up traveling with one of these um, these big ass you know uh, I don't know what to call it, these big ass backpacks, um, these hiking backpacks. Yeah, which you don't like. I would say find I forget the dimensions, but there is the kind of maximum dimensions that you can bring as a carry on. True. 
truly bring a bag of that size, which it'll sound crazy, but really I've traveled for months on a, in a bag that size. And especially if your trip is only one or two weeks, one or two weeks, you can truly fit everything you need into a large carry-on size bag. You can always do laundry. You yeah, can always do laundry. Exactly. There's washing machines here. Exactly. And you know what? Pack a, a tiny little tube of toothpaste. When you get to Europe, go buy yourself some toothpaste. Costs you a euro, two euro. You know, like, yeah. like you don't have to carry everything. Europe has everything you need. Um, you know, you you know, you can get an iron at the hotel. Like you can borrow, you know, you can, the hotels usually offer a lot of these things that you're like hair dryers. Usually they're ask ahead of time. Hey, is there a hair dryer in the room? Yes. Don't need to pack that. Like all these things can go out, go out of the way. Exactly. Um, and yeah, so you'll, you'll just thank yourself for, cause with all this movement you have to do to catch the train, everything, you do not want huge bags weighing you down. And this is an absolutely true story. When I first moved here, I had a rolly bag, pristine rolly bag. And after just using it, like for a few, uh, weeks when I first moved here, eventually the completely round wheels on it became squares from hitting the, <laughs> literally from hitting the cobblestone so many times they became so deformed that even when I rolled it on a perfectly smooth surface it was and like you know like gyrating left to and, right and, and like, then you're stuck with it yeah and, and so, so the, the cobblestone oh, it screwed it up so bad and yeah and I another true story when I um, visited Venice with my sister uh, we had to leave Venice to go to wherever Florence wherever uh, early in the morning on a Sunday and think of Venice on a Sunday at 8 a.m like just as quiet as possible mm-hmm. and us with do, 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 like with all and, and it was I'm, yeah i'm sure it was waking up every person in the it was <laughs> and at that point i i think that was like one of the last times i had a rolly bag cuz it's just uh and don't underestimate the importance of having your hands free it's super nice you know especially when you you know that's you're also theory, yeah. you're you're on the way to the train station or whatever and you see a nice little croissant place like i want to grab a croissant so worry about your bags you got a backpack on you have hands free you grab whatever you need to do you can eat it on the way have a coffee in the other hand like having hands free is just so so worth it as opposed to pulling a bag behind you all the time and also you can also call an audible easier you see a bar you want to go to it's like you just sit down with a backpack and put it away that was rolly bag around you and you have to make place for it you know what i mean yeah like, yeah and, and a, a huge rolly bag and, and i'm gonna talk about people that not, that not only have the huge rolly bag but then they also have the backpack and also have the this right when you're way down with all this, you also become a prime target for pickpockets because they know your oh, for sure. they know your reaction time is nothing. So they can go grab, say, your backpack. You're not going to run after them because oh, I still got my huge my huge suitcase here. Exactly. I can't leave that by itself. Or or they've grabbed your wallet. You can't run after them because oh, you know because you're looking at your bags. Oh, should I run after them? You know, like yell someone at the bar like, "What's my shit?" <laughs> run, run away. Yeah, exactly. So um, it, they really just like. Uh, just add a lot of like actual weight to you, but also just um, figurative weight. You yeah, know? no, I, one, 100%. And, and also make you just slower getting places and it's just less enjoyable. And then you start, you know, thinking about, oh man, I really don't like traveling anymore. It's so much to carry. I had to go here and there and there with a backpack. You're like, whatever, I got a backpack on. I can do whatever I want. It's like nothing. Yeah, because like, again, you, th- you think, oh, the one time I'm going ca- to carry the bag is, you know, the few feet feet from the taxi to my hotel and then that's it. But it's like, no, but if you're visiting more than one city, you know, like, and again, maybe you're in a historic part of town. The taxi yeah. can't even, has to park like three blocks away. You know, maybe. And remember like, yeah. you're in Europe. You're going to be walking more generally. You're going to be walking. Think about how you walk in a stage. You're walking at least a hundred times more than that right now. Exactly. And with a bag. So yeah, I think we've driven the point home maybe we a little too much, home. but you know, just, just, you know, pack less. You'll thank yourself. Less is later. more. Less is more. Is what they say. Yeah, and and this next one um, we had to bring up is because there are now 
maybe you can, I was about to say you guys know, but we're talking to people who haven't been to Europe before. Um, maybe. M- m- yeah, most cities have what they call these hop-on, hop-off bus tours. And it's usually, I forget the name of the company, but it's usually the same company that you see. Yeah. Um, they have these like London double-decker buses. Yeah, that are red. And usually, you know, in Madrid and in Berlin and wherever, basically they have these buses that go to maybe the top 10, 20 tourist spots. They, they drive the full route. And meanwhile, there's a guide who's saying, hey, this is the blank, 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 built in this year, whatever. Right. And you're just quickly seeing the spot, the spots. And, you know, a full round trip is about like and, two and, hours, right? And it stops at every spot. So if you want to get out, we can just, you know, pop on over. Right. And then um, maybe you check out that spot. And, you know, 20 minutes later, because they, they have about like 10 of these buses, right? Going in a loop over right. and over again. So then when the next bus comes, you can hop on. Anyways, do the round trip. Now, a lot of people kind of... Um, put down these uh these buses and you know honestly i'm not a bus tour guy in general no um but i want to say that there are specific situations in which these hop on hop off bus tours are actually really nice and, and they and they hold a lot of value as well because they're not very expensive they're usually like i i honestly i'm not gonna put a number on i can't remember but i, I remember last time i did it, it was not that expensive and um yeah, a lot of people scoff at them because like it's like the most touristy thing ever. But like at the same time, you're a tourist, it's fine. Um, but like for example, when I was in Rome, I used one as my main transportation through the city because Rome doesn't have a great subway system because every time they dig lower, they find you know more ancient, <laughs> beautiful ruins or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so like I would, I knew once to get to the other side of the city, so I had to hop on off, off hop off um, ticket. So we, we just used that, hopped on, saw some sights on the way, got off, we wanted to get off, spent some time there, and then walked out to the city, and then I wanted to get home, and I knew like, oh, like, the Coliseum's over there, take the hop on off bus from the Coliseum, we're closer to our hotel in like two stops, and I, we, we used it as like our public transport kind of. Right, and like, it's like as a tour guide, and also just getting you from A to B. Yeah, yeah. it actually works because A to B, depending it's, it's on the city. a day ticket, so you can hop on, hop off as much as you want during exactly. the day or the week or whatever you paid for. It's like seven bucks, something like that. I, I think it's like, I mean, it's more than, I think it's more like 20 euro, but yeah. No, it's not that much. I think maybe in Rome it wasn't that much. I really can't remember, but it's really not expensive for the value you're getting. And yeah, you might feel like you're a bit of like a knob on this tourist bus, you know, like looking at the most touristy person ever, but like, let it go. Enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, they can't. And especially if for whatever reason you have a day in a city, it's a day trip. It really is the best way to get your bearings, to see all of the important spots. And as you're going around, you can mentally choose, you know what? I want to come back and see this. This is where I want to spend my day is this, this spot right here. That looks like a good spot. Or, or, or even better. Another great tip when traveling is Google maps has a saved feature, which I use all the time when I travel. You like putting a pin in it. Putting yeah. a pin on it, but you save it for later. You can label it, you know, cool bar or a restaurant with great salami or whatever it is. Yeah. And I use that all the time when I travel. And I'll, I'll walk by somewhere on a tour or I'm away somewhere. I'm like, oh, I want to check that out. Mark it. Go back later. Google Maps is incredible for this and extremely helpful. Yeah. So you want to hop off of us, not, not just mental note, like, Mark it with your pin. Go there later. Fantastic. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's great. Um, I, I don't use them that much, but with a few times I have used them, they've really saved me. Like uh, one of the times I was in, I was visiting Majorca by myself. And usually when I'm in Majorca, I just, you know, I'm going to the beach, nice area on the beach and just, you know, enjoying whatever. And the, but there's this, the big capital city of Palma, yeah. which I never really visit because I don't want to go to a city. I want to go to the beach. It's a cool city though. But like uh, one time I was flying out, I had a flight. It was in the evening. And I was like, okay, well, what if I get into Palma, check that out for a few hours before I fly out. Cause I'd hadn't, I'd been to America a few times, but I hadn't visited Palma. Sure. So I get to Palma, but then I realized, okay, I've got basically three, four hours. That's it. 
to see this whole city. But I was like, you know what? Hop on, hop off bus tour. And just an hour and a half was able to, to and I'm not gonna say I saw the whole city, but I, you know, I got a really quick overview of the whole city of all of the main sites. Yeah. Yeah. And while I was doing that, and again, I had limited time, I was able to choose. That's actually, this is the area I want to spend my, the, the other hour and a half I have, you know, boom, get off there. And, you know, and kind of helps me maximize the little amount of time I had. You know? Yeah, I think that's a really good use case for them too. They're, they're kind of like uh, the cliff notes of the city, you know? True. You're, you're not getting the whole experience, but you're getting, you know, like the little summary of it. And if that's all you really need, great. And if you want, you can explore more from that summary too. I don't know, they have their value. And I understand if you don't want to use them. I don't use them very often generally, but sometimes they do have a really good case. Yeah, I'd say if, if you have a lot of time in a city, you probably don't need it because you can just go to all these places on your own. Right. And, um, so, but yeah, I, they have their place. So, you know, don't, don't knock them down. Don't hate on the hop on, hop on. Hate. Hop yeah. on that bus. Yeah. And actually, speaking of time management, yes. um, what, what we got next? Um, the, 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 the myth of more is better. So like days spent in each city. And this kind of goes two ways because... This is a myth, but also true, but also not true. Yes. If that makes sense. But don't worry. We're about to say words that'll explain everything. <laughs> We're going to explain. So um, I think sometimes people just want to go to a city. I'm going to London for my holiday. Great. London's a big city. You can spend a week there and have a really good time, if not more. But some people say, I want to go to Pisa, for example, for a week. Or Venice. Or Venice. And you're not going to have a good time being in that place for that long. You're going to get bored. They're very small. And there's not a crazy lot amount to do. Right. And, and, and again, we're, we're mostly talking about people who maybe you, you only have two weeks off. Maybe, you know, this is one of the few times you're going to have a chance to visit Europe, right? right? And obviously, you know, all the time it takes to get in, in the physical distance to get over there. You want to see as much as you can. But sometimes, like I said, people, they, they think of Venice. Oh, and they hear of Venice. So like, oh, I'm going to do Paris for a week and I'm going to do Venice for a week. You know, and yeah. it's, it sounds like a good idea. But for example, and just from experience, Venice, you're bored with it after a day. Like you've, you you pretty much see the gist of Venice in a day, if not half a day. You know, like um, there's really not, it's a very small place. Only 60,000 actual people live there. It's a very small place. And after a day, you know, you, you like you see enough of canals, you see enough back alleys. There's not much else to see. Like you see the vibe, you know. You're like, okay, I get, I get what Venice is. Time to move on. And, and I had this problem. Me, and my sister, we booked a three day trip there. We did one day, and we decided, you know, let's spend the rest of the time in Florence. Or you know, like, yeah. like we actually called an audible and changed because we we're like, what are we gonna do for three days here? Fair. You know? and, and understand the argument. Maybe you want to, you know, get more into the culture of the city and you know, really just kind of live there for a week. Which in that case, fair enough. But if you're coming over, you know, coming over, and you really want to like see a few things. Sometimes you might plan your trip in a way where you're spending too much time in one place yeah. and not enough in another place. That's, that's the other side. You can't do Berlin, for example, in three days. It's not enough time. Or London. You can't do London in three days. You need... These are big, big cities. And you need a lot of time to really experience a lot of it, especially in a city like Berlin that is so split up between uh, every borough. Because yeah. it used to be like 20 different cities now together in one. Yeah. So like sometimes... People spend, oh, I'm going to do um, two days in Paris and then two days in Berlin. And I'm like, oh, it's a shame because Paris also said you could spend probably a week in. It's a really cool city. Right. But if, but again, it's like if you only have two weeks in Europe, you can't be doing five days in Paris, five days in Berlin because you want to see more. So, also true. But so, I would, yeah, sorry. Yeah, but no, I was just going to like, I, I would rather <coughs> leave a city wanting more yes. than 
booking the five or six days in a city and those last two days you're bored, you feel like you've seen it all and you're, and you're like, oh, I've only have so many days for this vacation. Yeah. I wish these were spent somewhere else. So I would say my advice would be always err on the side of going a little bit shorter. If, 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 if your instinct is like, oh, I want to book four days in this place, book three, you know, because I, I, I would rather... I'd rather have a little bit too less than too much because that's a that's a day a day wasted that's your money wasted um, that's your vacation wasted mm-hmm. and you you don't want to have a vacation where there's a day where you're just where you're truly bored and you and you just feel like I don't know what to do with myself now not relaxed you know? like yeah. actually bored yeah and uh, yeah and also my advice I would say is uh, just do your research on the cities before see how big they are see how many square kilometers they are you know can you do it in a day can you do it in five days. And and then like Jeff said, if, if if you can do it in five days, maybe do four to three. You know, you can always come back. The city's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah it's things like and and um, I think I think one of the things we also wanted to say was don't try to do too much. If, if you know, I, we have see a lot of people who are friends of ours, people we know, like oh, I'm going on my first Europe trip. I'm going to go to Venice, Paris, Berlin, London, Sweden, and I have two weeks to do it in. You know what I mean? It's like and. And they're, they're, they have one day in each, you know, and, and, and it, when you include travel time, you're going to be exhausted. You're not going to enjoy any of it. Just, no. just, just say, okay, in a few years, I'm going to come back. Like re- just f- maybe focus on the Mediterranean or focus on Northern right. Europe or focus, you know, and, have, have more of a focus to your trip. I, I like that a lot because sometimes when you do these things, it kind of blurs into one trip. And that's not fun. You want to remember, you know, the cities you were in and the right. towns you were in, the countries you were in. But I like that. Like, focus on, like, a geographical area. Yeah, like the Mediterranean or the Balkans or you want to go to the Baltic states or just Central Europe, you know, like Germany and France or whatever. Yeah, and be like, okay, then next time, next trip, Mediterranean. You know, ne- next trip, right. I'll get to Greece. You know, don't, don't try to do Berlin, Prague, Amsterdam. Plus Greece, plus like, you know, because again, that's a three hour, three, four hour flight. And, you know, you know and, and also if you're spending time in a similar uh, areas, you know, say you're doing Mediterranean and you go for, you know, from Spain to Portugal, Italy, for example, you're, you're, you're spending time in similar ish cultures. So you're kind of getting an idea of like what that region actually is. And you're getting more cultured in that region. Yeah. And we're not, we're not saying to anybody who lives in these areas that they're, that they're the same. No, they're, they're no, no, not, no. They're not the same. They're very different. Yeah. But we're just saying for somebody, this is their first and one of the few times they're going to be in Europe. You know, you, you want to like um, have a nice, uh, what's the word, um, mix of cultures, you know? So yeah. maybe pick, you know, yeah, maybe one country in Scandinavia and then one country, you know, like you want a nice mix. Uh, you, you don't want to, you know, I, I don't know. Of course, now everyone's now mad. So, but anyways. <laughs> Because you just said all the cultures are the same. <laughs> no, I said they're, they're, they're similar-ish. I mean, come on. The Mediterranean countries are very different than Finland. They're not, they're not very similar at all. No, but, but, but I think you're also saying that, oh, well, you know, all the Mediterranean countries are the same. So just hit one and... Uh, I, no, no, I'm uh, saying hang out in those countries because they're oh, so similar. Oh, oh, gotcha. Okay, sorry. Because okay, they're similar, you'll, you'll really okay. understand the cultures a bit more. Gotcha. Okay, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, that's absolutely true, yeah. We're going okay. from Finland to Spain to, you know, Turkey to the UK, I feel like your brain's going to not really remember what it's like, oh man, that was a lot of different things. It's hard to get into the culture of it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. bullshit. No, no, no. You're right. Have, have a more of a logical route that you're taking. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, you, that makes sense. You can understand like, oh, this food's similar to that food, even though it's a different culture, but it probably comes from here. You gotta, you gotta yeah. connect things together, again, which is if, cool. If you have tons of like, when I had a two month backpacking trip, I did see. I'll go everywhere then. I did see ten countries, and within each country, saw three cities, and you know. Yeah. But it was still a logical kind of uh, north to south kind of a route, and but but again, we're mostly speaking of people who have you've you've limited time, and you know, a good thing to do is if you're not sure, 
you can literally just Google how many days in Venice, how many days. In the, yeah. And, and so many forums will come up where people who have been there and you can read their experiences and just see, okay, on average, are people saying one or two days or are they saying four or five days? You know, right. I mean, you can get a nice, um, a nice bearing on, on how many days. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty important. I may take about my point now. Maybe it is good to go to like Finland to Spain because then you're getting different cultures in one trip. I don't know. I think that's more of a, um, you know, it depends on the person. Depends on the person. You do yeah. you, everyone. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that, that, that point was kind of a point. Next is what? And the, the next topic is, I guess it's a form of a myth, we could say, especially for Americans. And this isn't hating. It's just in the American education system, it's just not, it's the, the goal is to not really make you uh, bilingual or trilingual right. or and, know, and one of the two bordering countries speaks English as well so not Americans aren't as well versed in understanding that there are places with different languages yeah and one of the myths is that and, and everyone will tell you oh you can go to Europe with just English fine and that is true in a sense that yes yeah. um, we are now living in a time where more Europeans than ever speak now speak English but very fluent very um, speak English very well exactly it, it is a, the what is it called the language franca the lingua franca whatever it's called that's English yeah it, it's become the go to go to go between you know like go between language like even in Berlin you'll see um, somebody from Spain and somebody from Greece and what do they speak with each other because they, they both because they both have English as the the go between language anyways what's the what's this uh, myth well the, the myth is that yes you can can you can get by but that the myth is that you should get that it's okay to get by with just English, with just English. And what we're trying to say is, for each country that you're going to, okay, of course, if you're going to France, you're not going to learn French in two weeks, and we're no. not, and we would never ask you to because that's ridiculous. The, the, the French might ask you to, but yes. we won't. Yeah, because it's ridiculous to just have to learn a full language just to visit a place for a few days. But what we're saying is, in every country you go to, you absolutely should learn three or four key polite words, and those are. Please, thank you, hello, and I'd maybe add, excuse me. Yeah. If if you if you learn those four, say you're visiting Paris and you learn, uh, s'il vous plaît, merci, you know, mm. pardon, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very um, good. Or you know, you're visiting Germany. If you just visit, bitte uh, visit. If you just learn, bitte, danke, and entschuldigung. You yeah. know, three words, and you can buy a little. There's little phrase books you can buy. It will completely change your experience on your trip. People will be much more friendly to you and not treat you as much of a tourist. And and, and people appreciate it. Of course, locals appreciate when you're trying to speak their language. And then what happens too, which is kind of funny, you don't realize you're doing it until like you've kind of been maybe in that country for a few days, is you learn, you know, like, grazia in Italian for, for, for thank you. And then you learn, or, 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 like, or like gracias in Spain, Spanish, or whatever it is. And you learn, like, you know, one is uh, uno. And then you learn, oh, cerveza is beer. It's like, uno cerveza, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, wow. Like, I just asked for a beer in Spanish completely without actually learning any Spanish, but I spoke Spanish. And, yeah. like, they'll appreciate that. Or like, yeah. una pizza, gracia, you know? And, like, people really appreciate that. And yeah. you get treated much better. That even if you're a bar in, in Berlin and you say, and all you can say is, ein, ein Bier, bitte. Yeah. And you know, one of the words is or is pretty much the same as it is in English. So you've learned, you've only had to word two words. Exactly. Ein und bitte. So ein bier bitte. So you kind of start putting little words together. All of a sudden, you're speaking like a little bit sentences here and, and there. And you'll see the locals light up just because, wow, he's, they've attempted. You know, like even yes. with. A, and I know you're thinking, ah, it's just three words. Will they really be impressed? Yes, because a lot of people don't even take the time to learn that, and and they're going around and they're speaking English very fast with a lot of slang that the that the locals do not understand. 
and you know they're coming up to you and saying like, "Oh, hey, excuse me, I'm looking for the Brandenburg Gate. Is it over here? Is it to the left? To the right?" Rather than saying like, "Entschuldigung, sprechen Sie English?" You know, you right. at least learn that. Do you speak? Uh, do you speak English? And then you, at least you can say, um, you know, here, here, or you know, like you use a few words, and then at least, at right. least when they when they finish helping you, you could say "Danke," and. It feels good that they that you're like okay you're at least trying you, you know you're trying to integrate a tiny bit on a tiny level for the few days you're here hundred percent and yeah it's 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 only gonna help it's not gonna hurt and maybe you might be a little scared that if you speak that language a bit they're gonna respond in that language which they might but then you can say sorry I don't speak and they'll be like, oh okay but you know at least you try and they appreciate that and usually by by your pronunciation they and your thick American accent they will know. You know that you're like they can tell that you're not fluent in this. You know, yeah, of the, course, but you know. you know it might happen. Yeah, but it's just it's just a polite thing to do, and it's it takes very little work. You know, buy a little phrase book when you're on the plane on the way to Europe. You've got ten hours. You know, <laughs> flip through it, learn a few phrases, and, and a it's fun to do. And and even if you learn this like a ridiculous phrase and you say it to a waiter and it makes him giggle, you know, like then yeah. it's, it's worth it, you know, so. Yeah. And I, I use, uh, of course, Google Translate all the time. When I was in Italy two weeks ago, I really wanted this little sandwich shop looked amazing. Mm. And I really wanted a flat sandwich. Like not like I want like, you know, isn't that like a like pressed? panini? Well, panini is a sandwich in Italy. So it's. We call Italian sandwiches paninis, but panini in Italian just But the just really means, flat ones, are, that are paninis? I mean, no, flat, here, I mean. Yeah, here yeah. it's panini. It's a, like a flat sandwich. In Italy, when you say panini, it just means sandwich, so it's no. not any help. It doesn't really help it. It was a special word. I can't remember what it was. So like, I remember I was on Google Maps looking it up, and I was like repeating it over and over and over and over again. And then I went to the counter, and I was like, blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, okay. And I was like, ah, I did it. And it felt <laughs> nice. so good, you know? So you, get all, you also get those little moments as well where you feel like, I am a local now. Yeah, it's Even though you're not, but you get a little feeling, you get a little It's a little, little inter- interaction, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, like you feel like, oh, I like, I was, yeah, I was part of, I was part of Italian culture for three seconds. You it feels know? good. Like, yeah. It feels really good. So Jeff, the next one is an interesting one. Uh, and it's about travel insurance. Because, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of these lists about traveling to Europe and things you have to do and not do. And a lot of these lists say like, 100% get travel insurance, mm. which I get, you know, you want to be safe, make sure things don't get canceled. But I don't know. I never used travel insurance. I needed it once because my flight got screwed up. But like, it was a cheap flight because I don't know. I'd say, I, yeah, I would say in, I don't know if it's, if it's actually worth the money. Yeah. In, I'm not going to be traveling on my own. Mm, God, it's oh God, 15 my, years, 15 years, 16 years. I've, I've never once had travel insurance. I'll just be, I've done backpacking trips. I've done normal trips. I've traveled on Europe. And this I've, is from the States as well. It's not just like living yeah, in yeah, Europe. Yeah. yeah. It was, and I mean, several times flying from, and every, every time you buy a flight at the end, it's always like get travel insurance for an extra 40 Euro. And then when you, it's like, there's the button for no says, are you sure you don't want to be safe? Like, you know, and oh, yeah. making you trying to guilt you. Now I'm again. I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm just saying like I've traveled a lot in the past 15 years. Never had travel insurance just because it's just it's just this, especially if you're on a low budget. It's such an added cost for a very kind of like freak freak occurrence. And right. And if a lot of you are Americans, I know a lot of American credit cards will help you. A lot of American like my dad's um, American Express card. It offers complete travel insurance for everything. Right. So you don't he doesn't need it. It's just it's just a free service that comes with this credit card. So check with your credit card companies. You might actually have a feature like that. And I, I would just say, like, if for sure you have these dates free and booked off and everything's fine, like one of the rare times you're gonna need it is I don't know, like the day before you 
slip and break your arm or, you know, like it has to be something very huge that kind of, you know, that you need travel insurance for. And right. it's just, it's just such a freak thing that and most of the time they're just taking your money. I mean, I guess that's just insurance, baby, right? Like <laughs> I don't get insurance for like my phones or for laptops like that either, because I don't know, just, I don't find, I usually don't find insurance very worth it. I just, I'm giving money away and then I never get it back. Yeah. I don't know. It's like if you're, yeah, just for taking a two week trip, I don't know. It, and everything's planned and ready to go. Got to risk it for that biscuit. <laughs> yeah. I, I would just, I would just say, honestly, save that money. Don't do it. It's, it's usually not worth it. And a lot of these travel insurance, if you look at the fine print, they actually don't co- cover as much as you think they do. Also true. Yeah. I, I mean, for the sickness thing, it's like they'll actually define which sicknesses and you have to actually bring like a note from a hospital to prove that this is something that like made you bedridden. You know, if you just get like a, Oh, sore throat or so, you know, like they'll, they'll be like, oh, nope, that's not covered. You and know, so it doesn't always surprise that insurance companies trying to screw people over. It's kind of like, that's their MO. Uh, but also AGW podcast uh, is not liable for any decisions you make in your future. No, again, these are just our opinions. Um, you know, it's, it's up to you again. If, if it, I would say if you have the money and it makes you feel better, then go for it. Yeah. Fair. And um, another thing that could also save you money is now you're, you're say you're coming to Europe for two weeks. Now, of course, you want to have be able to call in case of emergencies or text people back home. Or, of course, you want to use you have the data on your phone because you want to use Google Maps and you know yeah. your guides and stuff. So a lot of people are saying like, oh, hey. Um, talk to your phone company. They'll give you a European plan or, hey, you can buy this phone that's set up to ready to go to, to, for Europe, but always at a huge cost. Right. Exactly. Uh, easiest way to do it. You come to Europe, you go to your any convenience store or grocery store and just buy a pay-as-you-go SIM card or you can yeah. buy a SIM card with a minutes local, on local it. Number, you know. Local number. Local number. Uh, 10 euro, you get like five gigs of data, whatever it is, pop it in your phone for however long you're here and you can roam all around Europe for, I think like three months or six weeks. I don't know what it is, but you can roam around Europe, uh, without it costing anything. So you can buy a, your phone, your SIM card in France and go to Germany and you can still use it for no cost at all. Exactly. It's and, way cheaper. It just, it just makes way too much sense. Pop that SIM card in, save your American one, save yourself a lot of money and just, you know. Tell your friends, hey, use the number one while I'm in Europe. Exactly, yeah. On, on your old phone, just say, hey, guys, this is my this is my number for the next two weeks. And so, and I don't buy, of course, travel SIM cards, whatever, because you know I live here and I have my own phone. But when I see them on the rack at the you know cashier, say it's five euro, ten euro, you know, for for a local SIM card, it really saves you tons of money. And then if you run out of data, you go back to the grocery store, any grocery store, and be like, hey, I want to fill this up. How much? Give me five euro worth. Cool. Yeah. Beep 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 beep. Done. Um, it's, it's, it's a really good value and it'll save you a buttload of money because Verizon, AT&T, all these guys, they're going to charge you a lot of money when you come over. Yeah. They'll give you their special European plan and you're paying 50 euro, whatever. Yeah. It maybe sounds like a great deal, but, um, in the end it's not really, um, this is a bit more hassle, but it's going to save you more money and it's really not that big of a hassle anyway. So (laughs) no, I wouldn't even use the word hassle in there at all. It's like, you're going, it's a little extra work. You know, that grocery store you're going to, to grab that bottle of water cause you're thirsty while you're there. Just get a phone card next to the gum, get grab grab a SIM card. They're they're commodities now. It's it's, it's just too easy. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, like if you have a normal phone, like any iPhone or whatever, you can take your SIM card out, pop in a European SIM card in, don't have to do anything else. It will work straight away. It just works. So there's no, you don't need a special phone. Like as long they're all on the GMS network anyways, it's all good. Exactly. GSM. Sorry. Um, GSM. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I meant. And speaking of money, um, (laughs) 
Before I came to Europe, my dad made me bring one of these money belts that like goes in my pants. You know who gave me my money belt? Also my dad. Exactly. Yes. It's a very dad. I'm sure. Yeah. It's a very dad thing. You don't need a money belt. Like there are pickpockets in Europe, but like if you have a little bit of street smarts on you, like you'll be fine. Keep your wallet in your front pocket. Um, yeah. No, no valuables in your back pocket. If you're visiting. Exactly. Put your hands in your pocket. You're walking down a busy street so you can cover your wallet. Um, but like these money belts, like no one wants to see you reaching into your junk to grab two euros. It's not nice. And I get why some people <laughs> use them because it is truly safe when, when you have your, and if nobody knows what this is, it's kind of this elastic band that goes around you in the front is kind of like a very mini fanny pack, but it's completely it's flat, flat yeah. and it's meant to be worn underneath your shirt. So quote unquote, nobody knows you it's there except every time you need money, you have to reach into your pants and. <laughs> and they know it's there. It's not a good look in public, to be fair. No, um, but but yes, it, it will keep your money secure. But I also, yeah, my dad, he gave me a money belt before my first European trip in all my travels and never once used it. No. Um, I just found it as more of a hassle. And yeah, it's just be aware if you're in a crowded subway or bus, always have your hands on top of your pockets. Always be aware that the person bumping up next to you it might not might not be an innocent bump that could be a pickpocket you know just just, right. just be aware people um, have you have sign, want you to sign some petition uh while you're signing a petition they might pick your pocket you know things like this watch out for that but like if you have just general a little bit of street smarts on you you should be fine I, i've lived for eight years i've never gotten pickpocketed yeah i've gotten and, things stolen but not pickpocketed yeah i mean i got pickpocketed twice but only i was on it was the one it was one time i uh, lived in in athens for for two months, but like it, but in Germany, 10 years of living in Germany, never been pickpocketed. Nice. Um, so anyways, it was, it, it's, it's a, it's a really, it, it, it exists. You just have to be smart about it. And also if you're traveling, just never carry more money than you need. Do not go to the ATM, pull out a thousand euro, keep your no. pocket. Have like, just always only have maybe like a one day's worth, have a 50 euro, hundred euro max in your wallet. Cause that is plenty because your card will help you with other stuff. Exactly. I, I would say if you want to have a money belt, I would use it only for my passport. Cause that's, that's the most important thing you need. Whenever I travel, I'm like, oh, did I forget this, this, this? Doesn't matter. If you have your passport, you're good. Don't lose your passport. Yeah. So anyways, just, yeah, just have minimal money. So if it doesn't get pickpocketed, oh, I lost 20 euro. That sucks, but not a big deal. Like, exactly. So, uh, Last one. And, and maybe the most important. I mean, the most important one is, you know, guys, don't be afraid of being a tourist. Uh, I know a lot of people will be like, I don't want to look like a tourist. I don't want to do this. Like, you are a tourist. You're literally a tourist. So yeah. you're going to look like one no matter what. Do you live there? No. Then the, by definition, you are a tourist. Exactly. So it's, it's okay. So if you want to take a picture of the Eiffel Tower, take a selfie with you know, the, the mermaid in, in, in Denmark, like oh. go do it. It's fine. Um, sorry, sorry. When it's a mermaid, I was like, where's he going? And I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Pretty good. Copenhagen, right? Copenhagen, baby. Yeah. Uh, I never went there cause I heard it wasn't really worth it. But anyways, Oh, I've been there. Not Copenhagen. The, 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 it's not worth it. Yeah. It's really small. Anyways, if you want to, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to see that and take a picture of it and take a picture of yourself in front of it, like do it. No one's going to judge you because everyone else there is also a tourist. It's fine. Enjoy yourself and don't be too self-conscious. I mean, obviously there's, you know, behaviors you can do that aren't nice. I mean, be respectful. And also I would say, yeah, be a tourist, but don't take it to, don't draw attention to yourself because then you do draw the attention of pickpockets and other scammers when they, when it's very clear, okay, this guy is fresh off the boat and doesn't know what he's doing. Right. So be polite, be respectful, but you know what? Um, yeah, just like don't be afraid to be yourself. If you if you, don't be afraid to get excited about taking a picture or something, don't be afraid or, to have a camera around your neck, you know. Yeah, or or you see, oh, I really want to that museum, but ah, I don't want to be tourist. Nah, go go to the museum. Like you're there, 
enjoy it you exactly. know like yeah. obviously don't go to the tourist crap restaurants go find the good local restaurants yes please yes but like i've heard people be like don't who people don't want to take photos of things because they don't want to look like a tourist um and you know if you want to take a photo take a photo and enjoy, enjoy yourself you're on vacation you're enjoying europe have a good time yeah or, just or, don't be a dickhead or maybe you're a little lost looking for the thing you know that that touristy thing and you're looking at your map and you don't and people are always so afraid to ask a local because they don't want to seem like a tourist, but it's like, right. no, but that's an excuse to interact with a Parisian or interact with a yeah, Berliner. Or, exactly. Or like, Hey, excuse me, sir. You know, uh, Oh, sorry. Just, you know, always ask, do you speak English? You know? And then now you're talking to somebody and usually nine times out of 10, they'd be so happy to be like, Oh yeah. The Duomo Duomo's over here. Just take a left. And there you because go. You a know, lot of yeah. times people that are living in these tourist cities are proud to live there. They like these sure. cities, yeah. uh, especially, you know, um, and like Mediterranean cities, I've noticed people live in like in you know in Rome and Florence and Italy, for example, or like in in, uh, in Madrid. They love their cities so much. They like to be tour guides in a way, yeah. And they want to show you like, oh yeah, yeah it's right over here. It's a really good place. Blah blah blah. And and I love that. Um, so yeah, don't be afraid to be a tourist. Enjoy yourself. But yeah, also don't be you know, don't just be super American either. <laughs> no, again, don't be afraid to be a tourist, but. Be respectful. Don't scream know. on the subway. Yeah, don't. Yeah, exactly. Be respect, <laughs> just, just remember, while you are a tourist, a lot of people around you are not, and they are living their lives, and you know, and so be a tourist, but to a point where you're not affecting the locals around you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the main the main point is don't be self conscious of doing things that look touristy, and that you know restricts you from having more fun. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've seen it before where people, they like, they're trying to like, they're avoid going to things or, yeah. oh, the Eiffel Tower is so touristy. It's like, okay, but is this the one time you're going to be in Paris? Go check out the Eiffel Tower. You know, and a lot I of things, things are touristy for a reason because they're amazing and beautiful to look at. Like right. go to the Eiffel Tower and then you know what? Go find a small, small street that's not off the beaten path. I find a really nice cafe. Yeah. Find a nice balance of like the local charm and a little, sprinkle a little bit of tourism in there, you know, cause yeah. it, I think that's the best of both worlds. Exactly. Know? If you go to Paris, I'll see the Eiffel tower. Like, what are you doing? You gotta see it. You're being crazy. You're, 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 you're crazy. <laughs> um, but good, yeah, good place to wrap it up. Good place to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, actually I need a tiny splash to, to you are definitely right guy. You've been, you've been downing this guy, haven't you? Je oh, well, you're done. I should have given you a bigger pour at the beginning. See, this is why I do it, Jeff. <laughs> My third refill for you. Oh wait, after like, almost 90 episodes are we finding out that we actually need the big pours? Exactly. Have we become like tolerant of the big pours we, and now we, the small <laughs> pours are just like not doing it for us? <laughs> exactly. We're desensitized to, this, to, this, to the big pours. So cheers. And actually, what are we drinking again? Oh yeah. Forgot how we do this after 89 episodes. Uh, again, we are drinking the uh, Hondenberg Club straight rye whiskey, 95% rye and 5% malt wheat. I'm I'm trying to see where in um, Germany it's made. Yeah, the front it says. Oh, that's right, that's right. Lower Saxony said that. Lower Saxon. Um, yeah, it's a family. Is it estate. not the city of what's it called? Hardenberg. Hardenberg. It could be. And it says in honor of those who came before paving our way to greatness. The knowledge distilled from each generation is our inheritance. Oh my! So there's that, and uh, yeah, Jeff, let's uh, let's go. Drink it. Oh. I mean, it's definitely a nice rye. Mm, it's, got, it's got a bit of a burn. It's not yeah. uh, as sweet as other ryes are. I, I'd say it, there's less sweetness and more of the burn, I'd say. Yeah, it yeah. definitely is. I, I feel like spiciness, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, it's got a little bit of spiciness in there. Um, but I, I really am enjoying it. 
I wish it was a bit smoother. Um, I'm gonna go seven and a half. I, I, I like it, um, but no, I don't love it. Hmm. I think you like it more than I do, though. No, I mean, because an eight would be too much, I think. But it's seven enough. Hmm. Mm. No, I think it is a good rye, and that's yeah. Six, it's nothing spectacular, but it's a nice rye. The seven is good, like that. That is yeah. Um, Sweet. And and I oh, don't remember the price, but I think this was also in the twenties. It, it was less than thirty, I think. Yeah, right. It's pretty good. I think it was very affordable. Yeah. So, so I, I think um, shelf worthy. It might. Be. I think what makes it shelf worthy is a. It's, it's good, lower price. It's got. The, it's German, so it has that kind of a special. Like, ooh, hey, you want to have, have well, a German? German rice? Rice? Yeah, maybe that is shelf worthy. Then, yeah, that's shelf worthy. There it yeah. is. That's the uh, Hardenberg Club. That's H A R D E N B E R G. Hardenberg, if you're American, <laughs> which we are. But yes, we are. Hardenberg. Yeah. So there we have it, guys. Hmm. These are some tips. I, I I hope these are helpful for everybody, or for some people at least. Or if not helpful, at least a little bit entertaining. <laughs> if you'd like some more tips, um, I don't know, ask Chris, Rick Steves. He's got some. Go check out um, <laughs> Mark Walters of Walters World. Go check out Rick Steves of Rick Steves. Um, Rick Steves of Rick Steves. Yeah, well, if, if you look at this thing, it says Rick Steves and then it has the TM. But like, it's trademark. Like, of course. He's, he's not only Rick Steves. He's, he's a, he is a brand. He's an institution. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, if you go to my bed, uh, my main travel backpack I use, it says Rick Steve. Is it Rick Steve? It is a Rick Steve's design <laughs> designed and made uh backpack. Yeah. That's awesome. I know yeah. that and I know he he was uh, into apparel. Yeah. No, it makes sense because like after 30 years of traveling, like like who who would know how a backpack should be built for a traveler, right? Like Rick Steve's like, knows. He knows which pockets needs to be there. He he knows he's what's what compartments he, he knows. We should yeah. make a backpack for traveling while taking as much bottles of whiskey as possible. So a backpack that's purely made for whiskey storage. Yes. Ooh, like a flask on the side and everything. We'll come, up, we'll come up with the blueprint soon. We'll put it on Instagram. Um, <laughs> anyways, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Episode 89, getting close at 100 mark for our very special episode. Oh, yeah. And we got specialness written all over it. Oh, it's definitely planned out and written. We're yeah. not... It's written. It's no. ready. No, hey, it's not, guys. We 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 have actually plenty of ideas. So, but, but we haven't like gotten into it too much because because ten episodes is like three months. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, it sounds close, but it's actually far away. It's pretty far away. When will that be? Eh, it'll be like end of February, maybe we hundred episode around our two year anniversary. Anyways, keep keep that in mind because uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Love you all. Um, hope you're having a lovely day. Right, sorry, you did. I don't know why. I, I just lifted my glass to you guys, but I forgot. This is not a visual medium. You did up, not see me do that. Up to the AGDW listeners. Glasses up. Cheers, Cheers guys. to you guys. Uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. And stay, stay thirsty. thirsty. Ooh. Echo. Nice. <laughs>